Hey folks, Brendan here from Blue Light and welcome back to another podcast stroke video, depending on when you're watching this or you are listening to this on a podcast. So this is the second in a two-part podcast stroke video where I'm taking a look at the online assessment center, how to prepare for it and how to ensure you pass it. In a previous um, podcast, I explained what the online assessment center was and how to approach the situational judgment tests and the competency-based interview. In this one, I'm going to explain to you how to approach the stage three written exercise and the stage three briefing. It's the last part of the online assessment centre, but one that's going to take a fair bit of time and a lot of preparation as well. So if you want to find out more about how to actually guarantee that you're going to pass the online assessment centre, then check the links below, uh, the links to my online courses and especially my online courses plus webinar option. The online course will give you the knowledge and understanding. The webinar option gives you the practical application because we actually practice the skills that are needed to pass every one of the stages. There's a deal here though. I'll show you the way, but you've got to do the hard work. You, you can't guarantee a pass by just osmosis. You've actually got to do the work. You've got to take the uncomfortable action. You've got to put everything into practice and give it a go. So on the day you come across as being confident and prepared, not seeming like a rehearsal, your first rehearsal. So, um, and if you don't pass, I'll give you a refund. How fair is that? I've only given two refunds over the past year, so um, it's a no-brainer. It is no-brainer. Anyway, the stage three, it's two parts. They should have called it stage three and four, shouldn't they? But anyway, stage three written, stage three briefing. The stage three briefing is, sorry, the stage three written is where you are going to be given a community policing type problem to deal with. It's probably going to be uh, some emails, some letters of complaint and some kind of report from another officer. Uh, it's going to have to do with antisocial behaviour, young people, criminal damage, uh, graffiti, vulnerable people. Um, it's it, it's a simple exercise. And you might be thinking, I'm not in the police sector. I don't understand any of those things. It's all right. You don't have to, because I do. This is I geek out on this kind of stuff. I was a neighbourhood inspector for eight years. I spent my last year in the strategic, strategic change branch of Greater Manchester Police with a responsibility for improving problem solving in neighbourhood policing teams. So this is my thing. I've worked with the European Union on big projects to do with community engagement and problem solving. I've spoken to, uh, at conferences about this and I've worked with police forces and councils. So this plays to my strengths, which means it plays to your strengths as well. Because you just need to be, as some of my clients say, I'm, I was just a clone of you, Brendan, and I got 95%. That's the way to do it, folks. Remember, this process is formulaic and tick box. I think it's a dreadful assessment process, but it doesn't matter what I think. College of Policing designed it. Those who hold the gold make the rules. College of Policing hold the gold. They make the rules. So we're just going to follow the process, play by their rules, tick the boxes, ensure you follow my formula, and you're going to pass. So stage three written, um, we are going to, you're going to be, the, the sergeant's probably going to give you a scenario and say that I was, I was meant to write this report today, but I can't because I've been called to an urgent meeting. Uh, could you write the report on my behalf? Um, it's for a local councillor or it's for the head of the council or someone like that. Um, and they're going to, the sergeant will be helpful or say, uh, you might want to consider the following questions in your report. And the questions will be problem-solving type questions. So what we do is we look at all the different types of 
systems and processes that exist within advanced problem solving. Now, if you're a PCSO or a special, some of these things you'll have never heard of. Actually, most police officers will have never have heard of some of these things. But they're all based on practical experience because I've, I'm an experienced practitioner and based on research. So a research as to what works. Remember, I geek out on this stuff and still do. So we're going to use things like uh, basic things like the SARA problem solving model and the principles that underpin that. Um, a good effective problem solving. So scanning analysis, response and assessment. We're going to use things like the problem analysis triangle. We're going to look at cause analysis, uh, going deeper than just causes, looking at the causes of the causes, linking that with things like adverse childhood experiences. And because that's a complex social problem, not just a police problem, we're going to involve partner agencies. We're going to form a working group made up of people who are capable, connected, they care enough to act and they're committed to take action. We're going to take an asset-based approach to problem solving, sometimes called a strength-based approach. We're going to use an eight-stage community engagement model to get members of the community into our working group. Um, why are we going to do that? Well, because of welfare and existence of the community, community cohesion, good, good, a good connected community that's got good role models is one that's going to be a safe community. How do we know that? Well, Sir Robert Peel envisioned that in 1829 when he came up with his Peelian principles where he said the police are the public and the public are the police. The police just being members of the public who are paid full-time to carry out a role which is incumbent on all citizens in the interests of community welfare and existence. So we're going to use that principle as well. Um, the working group is going to work towards um that is a vision you know they're going to create a vision we're going to ask the right questions of the working group and the community to create a vision for the future where the young people are the best versions of themselves they can be and where the community is the best version of itself it can be especially in respect of how it interacts and supports and enables young people so we're going to take that kind of approach uh linking in with things like um other little phrases sound bites of mine like the standard you walk past is the standard you prepare to accept and the standard you become um little lines like less you said we did and more you said actually you didn't need to say we just did it anyway because it's obvious to us what the problems are uh, you said and we said how can we support and enable each other to tackle these issues in a collaborative way so a whole set of principles there that we expand on, expand on, expand on. So effectively what you get is a template that's going to enable you to pass, 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 pass. You can't fail. You can't fail. Um, I've cross-referenced everything that we do against the competency and values that you're going to be assessed against. And it takes every, every box awesomely. Promise you. That's why my clients get 90-something percent. A lot of them just say, I just cloned you, Brendan. Became a clone of you it so there's no camera on you by the way for the stage three written it's uh, two hours long not 40 minutes some of the guidance from college of policing says it's 40 minutes i promise you it's not it's two hours you've got two hours to do this in uh, plenty of time you're typing your answers onto uh, the screen onto the software that you're provided with and they're not looking for grammar good grammar use a lot of bullet points uh, make it easy for the assessor to assess you as opposed to lots of academic sort of essay type answers you don't want that nice and simple nice bullet points uh, that's exactly what the assessor is going to be looking for because it makes their life easier anything you do to make the assessor's life easier and it'll tick all the boxes and you'll get a really high mark um there's no camera on you um they tell you you can't use notes that you've prepared before but there's no camera on you 
you can do this naked if you wanted to um how about that um don't <laughs> what an image um uh, ignore anything from forces that might say to you they might do a quality check to make sure that you're not on you're not with someone else or uh, they'll ask you to, to to pan your camera around the room on on your desk they're not going to do anything like that they never have and they never will they've not got the technology to do it they've not got the staff to do it you can do this any time of the day you want there is not a team of ninja quality assurers at a, a secret bunker at college of policing right in headquarters it's just nonsense some of the stuff forces come out with honestly i don't know where they get it from um okay so um sorry i just uh, someone was just calling me then uh next stage i'll run through this quickly is the stage three briefing this is where we're going to be dealing with a noisy party it's not really a briefing though because you're going to be given a very vague scenario um here's one i prepared before actually um Here's the stage three briefing exercise that we utilize, um, that we practice from. Um, <laughs> all my scribbly notes. <laughs> um, but you're going to be given a scenario around a noisy party. You're the constable in charge of this area, and you've got to come up with um, three-minute answers to 12 questions about this noisy party. It's going to develop after the first four questions, and then after the eighth, eighth question, it'll develop a little bit more. And... It can be repetitive. I know many of my clients say they've found themselves repeating themselves over and over again. Um, and the reason why is because you don't know what all the questions are ahead of time. You just know what the first question is. And then you're, you're asked that. You've got one minute to prepare your answer. So you can make notes again. You are on camera for all of this. Um, and then you've got three minutes to deliver your answer. From the experience of everyone has on the webinar where we practice this and we run through this, it's a long time to talk. Three minutes is actually a long time to talk. And eventually, because you've got 12 questions, you're going to be talking for 36 minutes. Now, I coach and support people who want to be chief inspectors and superintendents who have to do a briefing of just 15 minutes. You're being asked to talk for 36. That's a lot of pressure. And so we need to have a, a mindset of um, all the way through this and also lots of things to talk about so that no matter what question you get asked, you've got things that you can just drop in. And that's what we look at on the online course and especially in the webinars. Your approach, your ethos is going to be one of safeguarding, welfare of the children at the noisy party. You're going to be looking to negotiate and compromise with neighbours. Your questioning style is going to be really important. Um, risk assessing what you do, threat, harm and risk. Your policing style, thinking again about um, trust building, enforcement, prevention, advocacy and communication, uh, the sort of powers you can utilise and a partnership approach and a long-term problem-solving approach. Um, use all of those principles um, that we go through in a great amount of detail in the course and in the webinars and again you're going to score really highly. You're going to score really, really highly and that's what we're after. Combined with the guidance for this stage two interview, Follow all my guidance for the stage three written and briefing and you are guaranteed to pass. You will pass and you will get high marks. You've got to do the hard work though. You know, I'll do the heavy lifting beforehand. You just follow the guidance I show you and it pretty much guarantees you a pass. At some point, I hope the College of Policing come up with an alternative to this because for me, this is too simplistic. It's too formulaic. It's too tick box. We've got to have something that's 
um, a lot more challenging for you and involves more interactions with humans, real people, uh, in order to assess your abilities to be a police officer. But until then, we've got the College of Policing Online Assessment Centre. Like I said before, some forces, this is all they do. So you can actually join the police without talking to a real person. Awesome, awesome opportunity. All right, I've just had a little visitor that's come through the door. It's time to go. <laughs> um, little boy just opened the door there. I think uh, we've got a job to do, haven't we, Alec? You're in big trouble. <laughs> I'm in big trouble, apparently. <laughs> anyway, on that note, folks, I shall see you at the next video and uh, the next podcast. Uh, take care of yourself and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye for now. Bye.